Hello, all you hustling boss babes. You're listening to episode two, What to Do When You Hate Your Job, from Kieran and Mel, the women behind the Not Wonder Woman podcast. Welcome to the Not Wonder Woman podcast. No capes, no superpowers, just hustle. Not Wonder Woman removes the myth of the ladies who, quote, have it all and gives practical insight to help you, the working woman, conquer the world like the boss babes we know you are. Hi, guys. It's Kieran. And is this you, Mel? (laughs) It's me, Mel. (laughs) Yes. Uh, welcome back welcome back to the second episode of the not wonder woman podcast i hope you've all had a great week how has your week been mel it has been great i am learning to be a podcaster and so i've been watching lots and lots of videos this week oh well done well done (laughs) yes i haven't necessarily been learning how to be a podcaster i'll be honest um (laughs) last week was a bit tough i think pops was under the weather so i was trying to juggle looking after a poorly little one and work which is near on impossible but I sort of managed through the through the week you know one of those weeks where you just cannot wait for the weekend I had one of those last week and you had you had Mother's Day yay it was Mother's Day on Sunday in the UK and it was so nice I really like just I mean as much I loved having the day like that was dedicated to me in my household it was nice um so we went for brunch um at the ivy tower bridge which is where you and i went when you were in london it's lovely it was really nice and i got a lovely new pair of pajamas from my husband and pops which is just the perfect gift for me the perfect gift beautiful we did uh manicures and pedicures me and the husband oh nice he probably you might kill me for saying that, I'm sure. Right? Do you know what? What? So you go together? <laughs> we go together. It's our date that night. Is that is actually really cute. Really cute. <laughs> every three, every three weeks, it's like religious. It's, uh, do you? So are you the? Do you when you go for an appointment are booking in the next appointment while you're there? No, we go. We, we go to a place together, and you can just come in at any time. Although we oh, tell them we are going, so mm-hmm. they're ready for us. Mm-hmm. Because my husband is called Santa there because he tips so well. <laughs> True statement. We asked people. <gasps> we're repeat customers, clearly there, and so we've gotten to know most of the people there, and they have nicknames for a lot of people that come and they've told us a few of the names of people in the past. And one lady had her dog with her and we asked what's her nickname. And they of course said the dog lady. And then my response was, well, what's our nicknames? And they said, Santa. (laughs) And I fell over because he, that is hilarious. Uh, Yeah, no, that is hilarious. You don't get better than Santa as a, as a customer. No, (laughs) do you really? Mrs. Claus. Oh, (laughs) Mrs. Claus. You two are just like, Yeah. Yeah. That is brilliant. I think that's the best customer name you can be given. You could do a lot worse than I, that. I'm, I know. I'm sure I've been called worse in the past. But anyway, but he is such a sport and he loves to go with me. And so it is one of my favorite date nights um, that we go to once a month. So I love that. I love great. that. Well done. I know. That's that's it. So today we are talking mm-hmm. about what to do when you hate your job. Yeah. That is a reality for so many people out there. And I know I've had friends that have made major career switches, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 20 years in. Yep. And certainly, you know, you and I looked at this 
And there's some crazy folks out there that you would never know switch careers in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. Who's kind of the one that struck you the most as somebody who's been a major career changer and and really made it happen for themselves? I think, you know, just as we were looking at this, um, Martha Stewart really stood out. She um, She was a model, wasn't she? She was a model yes. and then turned into this household brand just, well... I think she is Wonder Woman, isn't she? But yeah, she's yeah, probably so. like <laughs> she's probably like the biggest person, the biggest name that I know made a career change. I can't remember the age. How old? How old was she? In her was she in her forties? I think she was. She had done also a career in a stock brokerage house. I know oh, that really? after modeling. Oh wow! Yeah, after doing some modeling, so she's clearly uh, no dummy. She's mm. got her all her uh, sense about her, and yeah. uh, and has made it work. Yeah. So she's, she's a great one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, the, one of the ones I was stru- struck by was Jeff Bezos of Amazon. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is hands down to me one of the most innovative guys out there. And he Definitely. didn't start Amazon, you know, until his 30s. Mm-hmm. And um, just to see where that's gone has been incredible. So mm-hmm. the short answer is people are doing it mm-hmm. uh, and they are making it happen for themselves. And yep. we want to, you know, to talk about here what to do if that's your situation. If you're in a job you don't want to be in right now kind of what are the next steps that you can take yeah. that are practical and that can get you moving in the direction of a career that you want to be in mm-hmm. yeah and I think as well yes we've we've given examples of people who have dramatically changed career but it may just be that you don't like where you are like you like you like what you're doing but you maybe just need to change the environment and some other things um to make the, the career that you've chosen something that's more enjoyable to do every day so yeah we just wanted to have a chat about that you've written some posts about this quite recently Mel so I think in terms of like kicking it off I think you're a really good place to start yeah ah, thank you yes well you know I've done a few posts recently but one that I wrote was um, about whether or not you're holding yourself back in your career and I think some of those ideas that I pointed to in that are really relevant to highlight if you're thinking about changing careers or if you don't like your job where you are. I, th- I think that they're relevant here because each one of these tips is something that I think one or more may speak to you if you're trying to change your career. Mm-hmm. For me, the first thing I think about, is, and I've switched jobs a few times in my life, and it's not because I've actually hated my career because I'm a lawyer still, and you're still a lawyer. And we mm-hmm. talked about that both of us, you know, wanted to be lawyers since we were quite young. Yeah, very and, young. Um, you know, yeah. So I mean, I kind of feel like law is my calling. And I still, I still do that. But I have switched jobs. And it, for me, it's never necessarily a right time to switch. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think it has to be kind of what you're what you're calling and where you feel like you're being led. I yeah. switch jobs to stretch myself. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't because I was in a bad situation, but I wanted to get out of an area of law. I was in litigation for mm-hmm. 12 years of my career. Right. And, you know, as a litigator, you are pigeonholed into that. Yeah. And I really wanted to expand my horizons in that. And so that's what I was looking for, an opportunity to stretch my skills and to learn new things. And so that was one of my reasons for switching um, jobs. And I will tell you, you know, kind of the fear factor of saying, can I do it? Will I be okay? I think getting over that fear factor is number one, because you you can do it. And, yeah. um, and, and there isn't ever really a right time to do it. I think it no. was just, I knew, I knew at the time, I needed to challenge myself and, and, and switch. And so that's what kind of led me to do it. And, 
I, I think that is probably a lot of situations for folks is just feeling like, um, you know, can they do it? And, mm-hmm. and will they make it? And I think the short answer is get over the fear factor, you totally will, <laughs> even if it's changing your, you know, career altogether, or if it's just maybe a, a pivot in your in your yeah. job yeah yeah definitely I think there's a number of reasons why people may not like a job that they're in and it's usually a, a combination of things like you know you've got you you feel undervalued like you're not getting any feedback like nobody's saying you're doing a good job and, and actually that is really important you know as much as it you know we all say we're not doing this for the pat on the back but actually it is important to feel like you're doing a good job and that somebody knows that you're doing a good job because you may be you know putting all of your effort and energy and you you are showing up but nobody's saying oh that was really good or thank you very much for that so I think that I'm feeling undervalued is a is a big reason why people maybe are not enjoying their job um you know the other thing is I th- presumably you don't like your boss I think I've, I've I've heard a few people say things like that don't like my boss or my boss is making the situation like I like my job don't like my boss and that's a that's quite a tough one um to deal with because nine times out of ten your boss isn't going anywhere or you can't do anything about your boss um, and it's somebody that you have to interact with on a daily basis um so that one can be quite tough when you've got you know one of those nightmare bosses um uh one of the one of the reasons and it's much like yours mel that i have moved is because i've sort of felt like my skills haven't been well in a role where i'm not using all of my skills or my skills aren't being used properly so if you're if and this sometimes happens when you're in a big corporate because they are so big you're doing a small part of a bigger picture and so you're almost doing the same part over and over again just kind of like a rinse and repeat and actually your skill set is much bigger than that small part so your your skills are almost getting stale all of us have invested a lot of time effort energy and money in cultivating our skills so when you think that actually I'm only using a tiny subset of those skills and I'd really like to try this that or something else it can feel a bit you know you can get a bit resentful that you're using a tiny bit of of what you can do so like, there are lots of lots of reasons and sometimes the, the other thing that I've you know encountered is office politics that that can okay. really get that can really get people down they're just not but I find that office politics are everywhere so if you're one of those people that are saying I can't stand my job because of the office politics I would say you really need to just stop and have a think for a minute because they're everywhere office politics but I'm not suggesting that you put up with a situation that is totally wrong or you know something where something really terrible is going on it's just you know just just office politics, not anything more sinister than that. But I think there's some of the reasons why people may really dislike their job. And I think when you raise office politics, I love that because this idea we say in the States, maybe this translates the grass is greener on the yeah, other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. we say that. Yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, I have never left a job because I thought the grass would be greener. And mm-hmm. I firmly believe a job is hard no mm-hmm. matter where it is mm-hmm. because it's called a job. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't a job, it would be easy. So I think that getting making sure that myth is not in your head when you're thinking about yeah. making a jump mm-hmm. or looking somewhere else. I, I think that that is a fallacy that you need to disregard because it is 
it's never greener. There may be different circumstances where you go, or you may, like you said, get to use a different skill set, but the grass is not always greener. Companies are companies. They're hard and it's hard work. (laughs) And so for me, that was just that having switched a few times, I have just seen that. And so Mm -hmm. it is really important because that is always present. It mm-hmm. is important, I think, to like the type of work you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And to feel like mm-hmm. you're getting valued and mm-hmm. all of those things where you are because the work part will always be there. <laughs> Knowing where you are and and thinking about it, if you've seen friends do it, what 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 have you recommended to them about potentially switching careers or are making do where they are? Mm-hmm. Um I think this is something that I apply to any difficult situation in my life and it is certainly true if you're in a situation with work and you're not enjoying it um is to and, and this this can sound a bit pollyanna do you do you guys say that does it do you we do yeah and i don't okay. even know where she i think from. that's she totally from the uk yeah no i'm yeah i think she is i'm not if sure if i stay it yeah to start with you <laughs> is that i look i because i'm i know i just say you come home from a terrible day you're going to work tomorrow so in order to get up and go to work you need to find a reason to drag yourself out of bed. And the way I do that, if I need to do the same thing that I'm not liking doing the next day, is to think of the things that I'm grateful for in that situation. And it's I'm not just saying that because that's something that people say you should do. It is genuinely something that I do, and I do it with everything. Um, I do it even when I'm not in a terrible situation because I think it's uh, having a gratitude practice is really important. And it's something that I'm teaching Poppy, and we've been doing since she was about three and could really under, under sort of understand. Um, you know, finding things that you're grateful for in your job, and even if you can't think of anything other than I get paid... <laughs> think about what you use your wages for you know roof over your head seeing your friends clothes food those kind of things and without that job you couldn't do those things literally if it's that bad start feeling grateful for the things that your wages enable you to do and it just makes it a tiny bit easier to go in and just think even when it's even when it's not good just think right it's okay because this situation is is I'm grateful for this situation because it it helped me do x y and z or I can do a b and c so that for me is on a on a basic level and taking it away from the job it becomes then quite a personal thing that I'm doing for myself I'm going to feel grateful about this situation because my job enables me to do this um so yeah I think and I, I think you know, when people are really invested, invested, and they, their emotions are all in the way, I, I think that's quite that's something that you can do without having to get really deep into it. You can just say, right, give me five things you're grateful for about your job, and I do that with all of my friends. And they, I, I honestly sometimes I think they just roll their eyes and like, oh God, Kira, not 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 now. But I'm like, please, just do it. Not the, not the gratitude test. <laughs> not the gratitude stuff now. But I'm just like, and I just think it just like softens it a bit just a bit. I think along those lines, I will tell you, um, even if the work is hard, as I mentioned, I always think about the impact that you're having on the people there. Mm -hmm. You impact the way that they go home to their family and their kids. And I always am of a firm belief that you are in a situation for a reason, Mm -hmm. even if it's one that you don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. And and, and thinking about how you could still have a positive impact on the people you work with daily, or how they have a positive impact 
impact on you, even if the work isn't the work that you want to be doing. I know in every job I've been in, I've been so fortunate to work with amazing people. And I think, you know, my attitude that I bring into work, no matter what it is, will impact their day. It'll mm-hmm. impact how they yeah. go home and treat their kids mm-hmm. and how, how they go home to their husband. Uh, to me, one of those things, exactly like you said about being grateful, I just feel like understanding you've got a purpose there to mm-hmm. fulfill, mm-hmm. even if the job itself is not one that you um, necessarily want to be in. But mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to help cope cope with it too, until you can start making some concrete changes to get yeah. in a new no, environment. That's a, that's a- as you think about it, what are kind of some concrete steps that you think of that are practical for people if they want to start making a career change? Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I consider the times when I've wanted to change role, I think the first thing I do is hit LinkedIn. That is the the first thing I'm doing. Um, and it, and actually, now, I'm not sure if this would be the step I would be taking now because I'm a lot more active on LinkedIn than I, I was before I, I changed roles and joined the company that I'm at now. But um, your LinkedIn should be, you know, up to date. It should have a current headshot, not one that was taken of you 10 years ago. And just making sure that you are, you're engaging on LinkedIn. It's such a different platform now, you know, that you have endorsed some people for staff. You've maybe asked for recommendations for, for people that you, from people that you've worked with, or even people that you're currently working with. Like, you know, if you do a piece of work and you say to somebody, say, once you've done that piece of work, would you mind giving me a recommendation on LinkedIn? And you don't have to, in order to get around making it look like you're looking for a new job you could just say I've just realized that I haven't had any recommendations from anybody in a while and I just want to update my profile because you know it's important to you know keep it up to date and keep my network engaged in what I'm doing so that's a good way of seeking recommendations I haven't done it for a while but one of the things I used to do if if somebody was saying oh I'll take you out to lunch for that piece of work I'm like no hit me up with a LinkedIn recommendation, please. Because they're like worth their weight in gold. People really like seeing them on your LinkedIn. So I think for me, it's LinkedIn and CV. But if you're not on LinkedIn, you need to get on LinkedIn because it's it's really, really important. That is how I got my last two jobs was LinkedIn. It's mm-hmm. in fact how I found the jobs mm-hmm. and how I got the jobs. Found a LinkedIn job that I liked. And I thought this will really help me. It was with a smaller company. I was like you said earlier, I was with a very large company, a fortune Mm -hmm. 50 company, Mm -hmm. huge. And I was doing litigation only. And that's where I was focusing my time. And I really wanted to expand my role. And I saw this job at a smaller company. I thought they're going to need me to do a lot of things. I need to be a jack of Mm -hmm. all trades there. Mm -hmm. And so I emailed the guy who became my boss on LinkedIn. And I said, I think I'm right for this role. And I said, here's why I think I'm right for it. And here's what I'm willing, you know, to learn. And I know I don't have these skill sets, but this is how the skill sets I think I have translate. Mm -hmm. And I got that job. Wow. And it was, you know, LinkedIn, well, LinkedIn, I will, I totally agree is just key for any professional position that you have and keeping it up to date. Mm -hmm. It's also you know, just really how people will find you. They may be looking for somebody just like you. So, you know, you may get that, may get that call. I think uh, uh, to add, I also got my last role on LinkedIn, not through a job advert, but somebody that I'd worked with before. The only way they could have contacted me that many years down the line was on LinkedIn because, you know, they didn't have personal email address and they didn't have phone my phone number so that was the only way they could have connected with me and they did and so it whilst we're saying be on LinkedIn you also need to be regularly checking LinkedIn so it's 
it's definitely one to look into if you're not already there. It's a fantastic. This is a woman move. question. Yeah, I have a woman. I have a woman question for LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So I got married late, late, in, and I switched my name very late in life after I've been practicing law for almost 15 years as yes. one name. Yes. <laughs> and so do you put, do you change your do you name? Change How do you to, do that? How do you deal with that? Ah, uh, that yeah. is a good question. For the person who can't find you from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I ended up keeping both my names. I put my maiden name in the middle of it so that people could still find me by the name I've been practicing law under for so many years. But what do you think on that? I personally think that if you have developed your career under your maiden name then you should continue to keep your maiden name in some form legally if you want to change your name into your husband's name then go for it but I have a double barrel surname on LinkedIn and professionally um, because I want people to be able to find me. I don't want to... Dis- I'm, I'm quite lucky in some respects that my first name is unique enough that people will still find me, but I just still wanted people to be certain that it was me. And also just... It's just the familiarity, isn't it? You want people to think, ah, yes, she may have got married, but she's still got that surname and, and you still want people to have that, you know, connection to you. So I practice in a with a double barrel surname for that exact reason. I do the same. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do the same. I'd be really and keen it, to hear what other people do, actually. If any of our listeners have d- done the same thing or have just, you know, switched to um, a married name. Yeah, if anybody changed or has got an opinion on that, hit us up with what you did yes. and why. That's a really good question. And I'm, I'm, we hadn't discussed that before the podcast, had we? Had we? So it was really... No. Yeah, that was really... Um, yeah, I think that's quite... I think it's quite but common. I think it's quite up, common, is it? I I ended up getting an award. I don't go by... An, uh, I did change my last name and I end up getting... I do have on LinkedIn a double barrel, like you said, last name, mm-hmm. where I have my first name or my maiden last name and then my, my married name. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten awards listed in my name as that, as that three, <gasps> those three words, which is actually not my real name, but that's well how they found me. And so I, yeah. So I'm not mad at it. Uh, and they wrote they wrote an award and they said, "Oh, you're one of the top women lawyers in Houston." And well here's done. your award and it, And you look at it and you're like, so, um yeah, this person name, but now this person doesn't exactly exist. <laughs> well done. Exactly exactly where you got it. And it's important as you said just to keep your LinkedIn updated because you just never know and mm-hmm. I would have never gotten that award but for me having a LinkedIn presence and you never know also where that may lead you in your career, you know, to get an award mm-hmm. just you know just on on your on your resume or other things like that. You know, I as I as I think through this, we've told everybody LinkedIn is a must and mm-hmm. it's clearly for you and I been critical for switching jobs in the past. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that people who are hating their job should either be looking out for or be concerned about? I don't know if this is surprising or not, is not going to be related to work. I'm going to say that whatever you're doing outside of work, you need to be having some fun there because there is no use going to work all day, every day, and then going home and doing nothing and feeling miserable. So if you're in that you know, you're in a situation where work is terrible, make sure that your social life needs to be like popping because there needs to be something to look forward to. There has to be something to look forward to. Otherwise, you know, what are you doing? And actually, I think it sometimes takes the edge off. I'm not 
suggesting you go into work hungover every day but you know you know get a a hobby get a side hustle do something that is solely for yourself that makes you go into work thinking right at the moment this is literally my income and my fun and my socializing comes outside of work um i've seen friends do that really quite effectively you know friends that have got really stressful high-powered jobs and they go there and they do their job they earn their money and their sort of real downtime and socializing definitely comes after you know they're not they're not even trying to marry the two because it's not really possible but that works for them and I and I've seen that work you know I love that idea that has always been a reality for me that I've had a great group of folks that have been supportive of Mm -hmm. me and I am so grateful for that that is um, you're right because it really does make any situation better yeah even if it is the, the hard work situations that we inevitably face as I thought about you know what to do if you really want to change careers and while I have not done a total shift personally, as far Mm -hmm. as I still practice law and I have a small business, but you know, this move into social media that, that we have both done in Mm -hmm. our lives, um, even if it's just a side hustle, I think about how practically we did that Mm -hmm. and that that can also apply to people who want to switch careers. And I think a few things that I did was I, I tried to entrench myself like starting this podcast in, Mm -hmm. in, in things that I needed to learn to be able to do that, to be able to make yeah. the jump, yeah. to move. And and the same was true with social media mm-hmm. of trying to find find the resources. And I feel like that is that now is just so ever present in ways it was not when I first started my career. There are mm-hmm. so many resources out there for people, whether it's YouTube, whether it is continuing education classes or at universities or even online, you've got yep. this, this trove of information Definitely. in order to be able to switch careers mm-hmm. that I just feel like that there is nothing that can hold people back if they no. really wanted to do it. No, no, no. I did a post that was um career resolutions about how to make career resolutions and I think on there I list like places to go where you can learn online and they're not necessarily accredited but they are like courses that people create that you can do some of them are free some of them are paid if you look at some of the big universities they also offer free online courses and they're really in depth like they're fantastic so there's nothing preventing you from learning the skills that you need to maybe even switch careers or even you know just to upskill to take the next step if if it's not necessarily the company that you're not keen on it's the the job and you want to take a step up then then do that learning and do the education so that you can you know present yourself as the person to take the next step up and the more responsibility so I think that that is spot on do the do the learning the hobby may turn into the side hustle that then turns into you know the main like your your actual day job education is is a great one and it doesn't need to mean going back to university at all I don't know anybody that necessarily wants to go back there again I certainly (laughs) don't I, it was so hard. And I was totally the anomaly. I don't even know if I've even told you this, but I went back to go get my MBA after yeah. practicing law yeah, yeah. for 13 years. Amazing. So I, well, and it was mainly because I had a family business that I wanted to learn more about how to run that in an efficient way. I, mm-hmm. I As you and I have said, we went to law school. Mm-hmm. I didn't take one class in finance. I didn't take one class in accounting. No. I didn't know anything about that. No, no, no. Took, not, no. Took, <laughs> definitely like rock, not rocks rocks for jocks and college algebra that's what we know like that was it 
And so as I thought about being able to go in and help my family business, I thought this is terrible. And and then also, you know, it was the other reason I wanted to go in-house, uh, excuse me, why I wanted to go back to my MBA program was because I was in-house at a company, which is very different than a, being at a law firm. Very, very different. And I needed, yeah, I needed to understand how the business the legal opposite, practice yeah. had, mm-hmm had a practical impact on mm-hmm. the businesses I was working for and still yep. does now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so grateful for going back to school. And mm-hmm. it's not to say everybody needs to do it, but I certainly learned a lot and I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to do it and so glad I did it. And it was a lot of hard work and I probably um, added lots of wrinkles during those two, two years. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I, I will tell you the one thing about going back to school or taking any online class or learning more is that it really does encourage you, even if you're far into your career, you can always teach an old dog new tricks. And I oh, never definitely. An old dog. <laughs> no, do not go. <laughs> no, definitely can acquire skills at any time in life. I just wanted to add one thing that I, again, it's probably me with the Pollyanna stuff, but I do find that it works sometimes. You know, if you're in a bad mood or if it's, so if you're going into work, you don't want to be there. Sometimes just pretending that you're in a really good mood and you're actually happy to be there and just sort of be pretending to be upbeat and be and you know smiley and whatever else and see what kind of impact it actually has on your psyche like your overall overall like how you're coming across to people like it goes back to what you said how you interact with people is how you affect that other person as well so if you even just pretend that this place that you're at for the next eight hours is fantastic and that you're having a great time Um, and just being helpful and really being willing to engage with people and pretending that you're in a good mood like fake it until you make it that kind of thing god have you ever had a day where you're just like oh i don't want to be here it just drags the day just drags so there's no point you might as well just put a brave face on it and just smile and just get on with it and try and at least enjoy it while you're there and be making the plans to do you know, to get out of there or to upskill or to have this fantastic side hustle that makes it more bearable. I think just do whatever it it takes to make that day less terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When that fails, I say bring cookies and donuts. Oh man. Really Everyone loves that person. Come into your office and they're happy to talk to you. And mm-hmm. so I say if if it all fails, I always have a candy jar in my office and it's the good stuff. It's not like the cheap candy. It is because <laughs> it's true because I want people to like coming in to talk to me. I want them to exciting to come get my good chocolate. Yeah. It does. It makes every day better. Oh my gosh. I hadn't like thought that. of that. I need to get some like sweets for the, for the, the good stuff because who the good wants to stuff. come talk to the lawyers? Nobody. No one. Who wants Nobody wants to talk to us or we're the bearers of the bad news. I'm taking sweets. That's it. That's it. There are now going to be, I'm now going to have sweets with me. The practical tip. Yeah. I love that one. Thank you so much. (laughs) I know that sounds like so trite, but it really does, does you know, make people excited to be there. And if they're in better moods, you're Mm -hmm. in a better mood. And I think that, that, um, you know, steamrolls and really can make a place where you are better. And then even if you do switch careers, bring that candy jar because I've always kept definitely and if anyone from my office is listening I like raspberry filled glazed donuts from Krispy Kreme just so I like anyone's bringing in donuts that one's mine do we have any other advice for anybody or is are now we waiting for them to tell us their best advice for switching careers I'd like to hear what anybody else has got to say about switching careers or if they've had anything that worked for them 
if when they were switching careers or when they hated their job. Anything related to this podcast would be great. I think I've certainly come off as being the more fluffy one. Am I, am I just like really rainbows and everything? But it really works for me. And I'm not just saying this just for effect, but it really works just to sometimes put a smile on things and to be grateful and then change your job. Wait, start with start with donuts, then change your job. Yeah, bring me a donut first. <laughs> And then we'll, and then I'll leave. <laughs> all right. Well, so, thank you guys all for listening, right? And yeah, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback about our first episode. So thank you very, very much. Really so glad that you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, generously sponsored by Corporate Style Story, Polished Professionals, and Audible. Anytime, anywhere listening, audible.com. <laughs>